Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 10th of July 2013. For newcomers, please help yourself to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Lots of, uh, lots of audios for free download where I go through the system we're born into, how old it is and how precise it is uh, as the big gang of uh, top moneylenders really of their day got together to form their own institutions, private foundations and so on to plan uh, the world basically for the future for themselves to, to control naturally. And it wasn't that hard to do when these guys had uh, lots of prestige in society, incredible wealth, and some of them were even lords in Britain, London, and uh, they formed the, the, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, a private organization, and then they, they formed other organizations across the whole world, often called Council on Foreign Relations, and, and, and even other names too. Plus they have even all European parliaments under a, a block as well. All the parliamentarians are a member of it too. So they control so many countries across the whole planet, and the whole idea of to bring in their banking system worldwide, central private banks all under the Bank for International Settlements, uh, cause crisis eventually at this phase, what they're in today in fact, and then bring the Bank for International Settlements up to its true position along with the IMF, which they created and own, and, uh, and a few other organizations to do with financial uh, cash and so on. So we're in, we're in the system now where they're really going ahead now in the controlled society, and they're using anti-terrorism, of course, as a big one to, to can help to control us. And this will also be used to control you when they bring in, at the end of the year, the completely new way of living, when they sign that supposedly the big, big deal to do with global warming, and that we are all to blame, and we have to change our ways of life drastically drastically under Agenda 21. So uh, it's all working together as we go along. Remember, too, you bring me to you, so you can help me take along, too, hopefully, by getting the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, because I, I go through the whole art of chronology, how long it is, how old it is, and so on, and how you see things that should tell you the truth, because so much of it is in symbolism. Symbols really are forms of writing, the earliest forms of writing, and they are for ones who, who've got a bit of, um, no, it's not just a space between their ears, you to use your grey matter to figure it out, because uh, we're, we're run by allegories and little clues and hints, etc. Big boys use them all the time amongst themselves, but the public at the bottom are trained to be awfully naive and to expect them to spell things out exactly uh, for you. And this, is, this has come to pass. Uh, Brzezinski warned about that in the 70s. He says, he warned about it because they were doing it, and he's all for it, that the public would be unable to reason for themselves shortly. They'll expect the media to do their reasoning for them. And they do. They really trust the media. Why would they lie to you? They're all private organizations, all the big magnets of media, and most of the top uh, uh, talking heads you see on television, too, are all members of the Council on Foreign Relations, and they all work on the same agenda. That's why your big news routers are like routers, like Reuters. They route the news through to everybody else to copy, and so news is really uh, centralized and standardized for everyone else to, to follow. Remember, too, from the U.S. to order the books, you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from your post office. 
You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal. Straight donations are seriously welcome as we go through all these different uh, changes because we're going through the planned inflation of your currency, which is simply it's, it's worth less and less in real purchasing power, as I'm sure you're all noticing. And at the same time, too, energy is going up like big time because they have to do that at this particular time. The idea being that they bring you into austerity. Again, ties in with a new way of living. All your income will go to basic essentials eventually, and you won't you'll be opposed to consumerist society. And this is not off the top of my head. This, this, this stuff is all well documented by the big international meetings that they have for the foundations with the United Nations. The UN, too, member belongs to the Royal of International Affairs since they set it up, including the amalgamation of countries like the EU and NAFTA. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. And generally I go through really the stories behind the stories because we're taught really and trained from school just to take everything that's written at face value and, and to repeat it back to either a teacher or each other. And we continue down through our lives by doing the same thing. We chat about what we read in the papers, like Brzezinski said, uh, between two ages in his book, you know, a long time ago. And we've come to that stage where folk can't think of anything you talk about really in polite societies to say, except whoever's in the media and entertainment, of course. But uh, I mentioned before about that even this blast in Quebec to do with uh, the, trail, the, rain, the railroad company that's owned by a huge holding company of World Train Corporation, basically. And how everything's getting taken over, your food's getting taken over by corporations and holding corporations that own them all. And we let it all happen because we're not asked about this. In fact, we're lucky to find out about it sometimes. We see what's happening. We're supposed to be dumb at the bottom. We're the proles, as George Orwell called us. We're the proles at the bottom that get told exactly what we need to know or believe. And it works awfully well. It would with your parents too. But I've always mentioned, too, how the big boys work. And, of course, every politician is well financed into their office by the club, the big club at the top, that picks them long before we ever hear their names to, to run for prime ministers and presidents and so on. And lots of cash flow their way, plus a lot of bonuses and so on, and uh, directorships, etc. There's many ways to get to reward a person once they're out of politics for all the things they've held the big corporations with. And you can get a book, you can go written for you, and before it's published, it's to say, we're taking in orders for it, and then declare the next day, but we've got 50 million to, for you already. How's that? Things like that. It happens all the time. And we accept it blindly, it's like it's all true. But um, with Blast in, in Quebec, and the All Train Blast, uh, I'll put up a link tonight to do with a, a video that was done. Uh, by a guy who was, who was quite near the, the explosions and so on to show you what happened. I mean, wiped out. This, this town's devastated here. And I knew by all, all the stories that we're throwing out, what they do initially is to throw out all conflicting stories. And this is a new technique, by the way. They said that at the Homeland Security Boys. Whenever they get something happening, uh, they'll throw out lots of different conflicting stories. They will do it. And that, th- that thoroughly confuses the general population who just go into a kind of static stage and then when they give out the final explanation they accept that, to this, you know, and that's how it, how it works. And, but I knew they'd eventually blame the driver, you see, because they'll get the, the big corporation possibly off the hook if they can do it. And who knows if they've even paid to drive. You just don't know. This, these things go on. They go on all the time. They could have paid them to, to say nothing and, and take, the, take the blame. Who knows? We just don't know. 
But I knew that they had 10 minute rather than their whole schedule system. The fact that no maintenance and there's no watch person on duty watching darn thing all night anyway, as it should be, because it's left parked with engine running. But it's, but so I'll put that up tonight. So this went on the, on the, the, the blast. And I think it's in the Toronto Star, the one to do with, uh, uh, the drivers being taken. Uh, he's going to take the blame apparently. Uh, even though they said, no, the conflicting reports before, as I say, that, uh, he, he did all the right things. He put the handbrakes on and all this stuff. But, uh, uh, yeah, what do we know at the bottom? That's how things really happen. But the whole point of government now, too, is to, because really, this, remember all your politicians at the top are either CEOs from corporations or they go into CEO jobs once they get out of politics. And, um, it's one huge, massive family. That's what they're there to serve as corporations. You're living in the age of corporate rule. And that's what they mean by public-private partnership. They've had many articles in the United Nations, too, saying that many of the big corporations have to take a more leading role in governance. You understand? That was said years ago. And the same with the big foundations, which the big uh, rich boys own, too, that run all the armies of non-governmental organizations. And also this article here to do with um, Canada. I mentioned it last night from a caller who talked about the guy who was, who was taking the fall for all this too. Can, can, the Canada Day bomb plot said to have elements of entrapment. Everyone has done has always got elements of entrapment where they find some, some, some schmuck. Uh, this guy particularly that they found here was a heroin addict, for goodness sake, for years. And then he gets his, his government-supplied methadone. This is a substitute, supposedly, for it. Uh, that's even worse sometimes, that's what they say. I mean, it's Harley Composmentos. And a, a perfect guy to take the, you know, to be set up. Perfect. He's probably living in, in a dream state. Anyway, it says, um, uh, John Stuart Nuttall and Amanda Corrody were charged with making explosive device. And... Um, this is the charge earlier this month with knowingly facilitating a terrorist activity, making or possessing an explosive device and conspiracy to displace an explosive device with intent to cause death or injury. Court documents show Karodi and Nuttall are each facing an additional charge of conspiracy to murder persons unknown. Nuttall and Karodi briefly appeared in court in BC, British Columbia, and it says Tuesday morning as provincial court charges against the pair were stayed so the case can move to BC Supreme Court for a direct indictment. Outside the courtroom, Nuttall's lawyer, Tom Marino, alluded to U.S. police forces being involved in the investigation. But it said it could, it could be tough to prove whether the police set a trap for the pair. It said entrapment is a very high hurdle to clear. He said, I think it's safe to assume there were certain elements of that. Whether or not that officially constitutes a legal definition of entrapment, that remains to be seen. Marino says he'll ask for a four-week to six-week adjournment after the pair is indicted in B.C. Supreme Court on Wednesday. And, and so on. And, uh, as I say, this is, it's pretty standard stuff that you'll find that this is the kind of guys that they, 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 they pick on to, to entrap, to say, see, there really is terrorism out there. We need all this, uh, loss of privacy, etc. It's very important. See, if nothing happens, uh, and you're under martial law, basically, and, and total police powers, and everything you do is monitored, every citizen is monitored, uh, and nothing's been happening, then they've got to make something happen to prove, to, to keep their, their, their structure going, their structure, their new structure, you see. It has to happen. And young guys, are, 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 you know, who um, are mouthy, everybody's got a chip in their shoulder when they're young, are, are really just targets for the guys who can come in. And these guys are trained to con you. And they work for the security services and secret services and so on. 
And, and, and CSIS is well known for hiring lots and lots of ethnic uh, people uh, to, for all kinds of, of parts of society across Canada. And these guys often think that they're own, etc. They're, they're well versed, and they get them to make these silly things from Walmart, you know, like aluminum pots and so on, that probably couldn't hold the pressure in the first place. But anyway, it's all made in China. So that's that's really what you got. It's a, a, an entrapment system, and what can you do? Uh, the law was fine, guys. In fact, they have lists of everybody. They know who everybody is. They know everybody's mental problems, their IQ levels how suggestible they are. They've got a, a complete uh, rundown on your personality profile. They've got every, they've got, they know more about you than you do. So it's quite easy to pick the targets, you see. And also tonight, too, I'll put up this article on the disappearing male. I've mentioned it before many, many times because once in a blue moon something comes out, and there's an art, it was a CBC documentary came out on the disappearing male. There's been other ones, too, in the past. Then they disappear. But uh, it's, to do, it's called From Virility to Sterility. And this is a quote from Dr. Herbert Needleman. He says, We're conducting a vast toxicological experiment in which our children and our children's children are the experimental subjects. The disappearing male is about one of the most important, least publicized issues facing the human species, the toxic threat to the male reproductive system. And this is uh, the last few decades have seen a steady and dramatic increase in the incidence of boys and young men suffering from genital deformities, low sperm count, sperm abnormalities, and testicular cancer. At the same time, boys are now far at more risk of suffering from ADHD, autism, Tourette's syndrome, cerebral palsy, and dyslexia. The disappearing male takes a close and disturbing look at what many doctors and researchers now suspect are responsible for many of these problems, a class of common chemicals that are ubiquitous to our, in our world. This is found in everything from shampoo, sunglasses, meats, dairy products, carpet, cosmetics, and baby bottles. They're called hormone-mimicking or endocrine-disrupting chemicals, and they may be starting to damage the most basic building blocks of human development. Well, they've known this stuff. Actually, the, 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 the xenoestrogens and bisphenols and so on were discovered in the late 1800s. They knew what it did then. And uh, since the whole point is bringing down population is to either sterilize one or, or both of the genders, they uh, they went for the male, and that's how they're doing it right here. So it's working out just fine. But you've got physical changes as well, complete physical changes happening. Now, this would be a crisis if it was out of control of those who rule the world. In other words, if they weren't behind it, it would be, they would call it a crisis, because after all, they're the farmers, we the livestock, and they have to know every darn thing about you. Everything, you break down your weight and, and so on, and your eating habits, which they already do know. And if they're not, uh, it's called not a crisis because it's because they know all about it and it's part of the agenda. That's, I'm telling you, that's, that's the facts, folks. Very simple. Otherwise, they, they would really be out there saying, hey, what's going on here? We're not doing this. Who's doing it? What's, what's happening? No. They know what's going on, going on here. And that is the agenda. And also, too, this article says, MIT researchers have found a way to track motion even through walls using Wi-Fi signals. That's kind of old in a sense, too, because they've had that for years. I think Israel came up with it. Uh, they're behind a lot of the, this kind of stuff, in fact. And that's the future, because that's where the money is, and that's where the power is, too. You just lead the, lead the pack, and you've guaranteed sales, and your own people profit, mean, meaning that you survivability, basically, for the people over others. That's, that's what life's all about, struggle. 
And it says, researchers at MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory have come up with a way to create a lower-power portable device that can see through walls using the Wi-Fi signals. Technology of the sort, similar in concept to radar or sonar, has existed for years and relies on radio waves and other parts of the electromagnetic spectrum. It's used mainly in law enforcement and military applications, ideally when the law allows, which is whenever they want to. I mean, you're getting blasted by Wi-Fi all the time now with wireless. Folk in the cities, are, you can't get away from it, either the person in the next little. It was interesting, too, that the mayor of London, you know, this uh, psychopathic mayor, they've got there. He's a psychopath, too. Very likable. He knows to crack a joke and so on. Folk like that. And that's a traitor. A lot of psychopaths are successful ones. But he calls them hobbit holes. You know, the little places you, you rent awfully expensively in the cities. Hobbit holes. for the hobbits. That's where you are, you see. And you're getting blasted by your neighbours next door right from the other side of the walls. In the big relays outside. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about the big system that we're living in and how it really works and so on. And here's a typical rah-rah piece here, another PR handout to make things sound awfully happy and make you excited about getting all this stuff, which of course you're not going to get it. But it says, the comic book hero Superman uses his X-ray vision to spot bad guys looking behind walls and other objects. So there's your premise again. You know, So everybody wants to be Superman when you're powerless, you see, as most of folk are. And it says, now, now we could all have X-ray vision thanks to the researchers at MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. Now, MIT runs on government money and, and all the big DARPA projects and all the rest of it, but they also pushes so taxpayers' money. Plus, they use other taxpayers' money to fund the universities, too. They do. And then the big foundations as well give them grants as well because they're all in it. They all work together, the big foundations, with the military-industrial complex. In fact, most of the guys at the top own them through their banks. And then they get all these things invented for them, and then the, the, the corporations get the patents for free, and they go ahead and do it, and so on. But it says here, it says, researchers have long attempted to build a device capable of seeing people through walls. However, previous efforts to develop such a system have involved the use of expensive and bulky radar technology that uses part of the electromagnetic spectrum only available to the military. Now a system being uh, developed by Dina Katabi, Professor at MIT's Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Sciences, and her graduate student Fadil Adib could give us all the ability to spot people in different rooms using low-cost Wi-Fi technology. Now, can you imagine the the legal implications for the general population using this stuff? So you're not going to get it. I see we wanted to create a device that's low-power, portable, and simple enough for anyone to use to give people the ability to see through walls and closed doors. Well, I guess it's that. I mean, they've been training and training you. There's no privacy. And I guess this is going to be the end of privacy where you've got to self-police yourself inside your own home, you know. The system called YVI is based on a concept similar to radar and sonar imaging, but in contrast to radar and sonar, it transmits a low-power Wi-Fi signal and uses its reflections to track moving humans. It can also do so if the humans are in a closed room or, or, hiding, or hiding behind a wall. It would be a sad statement to hide behind walls like John was, or was 84 from, to get away from the screen to get about peace. It says, as a Wi-Fi signal is transmitted at a wall, a portion of the signal penetrates through, reflecting off any humans on their side. 
if only a tiny fraction of the signal makes it through to the other room, with the rest being reflected by the wall or by other objects. So we had to come up with a technology that could cancel out all these other reflections and keep only those from the moving uh, human, from the moving, human body, basically, that what something is moving. To do this, the system uses two transmitted antennas and a single receiver. So they, they basically put out the pulsed phaser system. There's lots of pulsed phaser. You go into the military site, you'll find pulsed phaser. Uh, and um, it's quite simple. It made by Raytheon, generally. Wraith or Raytheon, it's called. The big DARPA corporation as well. And that's really who funded it and started up. CIA started it up a long time ago for the military. And it says here, as a result, the two signals interfere with each other in such a way as to cancel each other out. Since any static objects that the signal hits, including the wall, create identical reflections, they too are cancelled out by the nulling effect. So anything that's moving, and it's up to your imagination about what will be moving inside the house at certain times, then, then you're going to get watched. You see. And this way, only those reflections that change between two signals, such as a moving object, arrive back at the receiver. It's a form of radar, basically. Once the system has cancelled out all the reflections from static objects, it can then concentrate on tracking the person as he or she moves around the room. Most previous attempts to track moving targets through walls have done so using the, the array of spaced antennas, which each capture the signal reflective of a person moving through the environment. But this would be too expensive and bulky for use, etc., etc. So this Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi, they call it, uses just one receiver. And this is what they're going to use on you. I won't read the whole article. I'll put the links up tonight for cuttingthroughthemedics.com for those that want to look it up. But this is where you're supposed to all go. As I say, you would really be... See, understand that behavior modification uh, can be done even with dummy cameras. And I've tried all this stuff. So I've been trying it years ago. And they um, even tried that in London in the 50s, 1950s, along with real cameras in some places. But they put a lot of dummy cameras out. And, and then psychology departments would, would, would also film what was happening to people in the streets. Uh, as you notice, the cameras and their behavior would change. They became just like the ones in the, at that time was the Soviet Union. No one looked at anyone else passing in case, you know, they gave you a bad look and they were a KGB or whatever. Everyone just looked drab. And, and you just stared at, the, at where your feet were going and that was it. And that's how it affects you uh, when you've got all these CCTV cameras up. It's for behavior modification. It's a big, big conditioned reflex you have in public. It, it really does. And it's training you. And you go into articles about self-policing. You went to it from the Rockefeller Foundation boys and so on, how the people would be taught to self-police themselves. And there was become politically correct on all occasions. And the political correctness is a whole new culture, in a sense, given to you by your masters. You can't be spontaneous and real anymore. But it's the same thing with this. If you think, well, gee whiz, we're getting watched all the time uh, through the walls, then what are you going to do? You sit and read a book or you sit at your computer, etc., etc. And, you know, and, and people will, will accept this kind of things because it goes out their head as soon as they read it, actually. It's quite amazing. Also, this article here to do with um, flu vaccines. Now, flu vaccine is part of the big uh, corporate system that we live in, uh, which is a corporate system, uh, and your politicians are all on board because they get massive financing again when they run for office from all the big boys, all the big pharma companies and vaccine industries and so on. And they tell you everything that they're selling you is good. Uh, as I say, it's a great system, this corporate structure, where they can, the corporations can draft up things for governments to sign, like you've got to buy our vaccine, and 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 they got it for a ten-year contract in advance, uh, and you guarantee to buy ours, and you give it, you may pass it on, and give it mandatorily to all your citizens. What a deal, eh? 
back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix, talking about vaccines and so on. And, and you, there's so many reports of what really happens to certain people and so on. And at least the ones that show the symptoms, lots of folk won't show the symptoms, at least early. It might take years before they show symptoms of vaccine damage and so on. But his family sues after danger, dangerous flu vaccine causes a child to become severely brain damaged. And uh, this is in Australia. The child suffered a severe reaction to the flu vaccine. A family in Perth, Australia, seeking compensation for the pharmaceutical com- company CSL Limited. The daughter, Seba, became severely disabled after she received the flu vaccine, Fluvax, in 2010. Family suing CSL Limited for the daughter's pain, suffering loss of enjoyment of life, profound disability, medical care, and travel expenses, stating that the flu vax caused her daughter to become a severely brain damaged and almost completely blind girl. Mr. and Mrs. Button say their daughter received the inform events of vaccine April 19, 2010, later rushed to Princess Margaret Hospital, suffering from convulsions. Seba, now four, has been left quadriplegic and almost completely blind. Reports state that three years later, she's still suffering from regular seizures and requires constant medical care. The Button's case is being heard at the federal court, and if the family wins, they could receive Australia's largest medical compensation payout of all time. And uh, one of the papers over there is the West Australian reported, it says um, the lawyer behind uh, um, Belinda Thompson claimed that Seba had two other shots, Niesvac and Priorix, in the same day, unless they may have caused febrile convulsions and fever. Ms. Thompson said CSL was not required to do uh, pre-marketing clinical studies for seasonal flu vaccines. And that's quite a thing when they can just go ahead and try experimental vaccines. She said her client was not told that at least 90 other children presented to Princess Margaret Hospital with adverse reactions prior to that, 19 of which involved seizures or convulsions after seizing, receiving the flu vaccine between March 18 and April 15th. She said that the WU Health Department was formally notified of these cases on April 16th. The flu campaign was suspended April 22nd. The next day, the Commonwealth Chief Medical Officer advised the vaccine should not be given to children aged five and under. Later that year, flu vaccine was suspended and finally banned completely because I guess it affected folk even older for use in the under five age group, but it would affect older folk too. It depends on your genetic makeup, you see. I mean, they make these things like this fits all, a shoe fits all, and of course we're all different. And they accept that, and they know what's going to happen with all the vaccines that they give, they accept that oh, a certain amount of percentage will die or become blind or, or be paralyzed. But that's acceptable risk, they say. For, for the, for the, you know, for the overall good. Of, of, of their profits, I mean, by that. Because we take it the other way thinking they're thinking about us. And of course they never prove, uh, never ever prove that the darn thing works. And also the seed bank is to conserve the world threatened food crop. We know all about this. We know about the one in, up off Norway's coast and so on. We know they've had it for years because the big boys at the top don't eat the rubbish that they force us to eat by law. And, um, and they're making sure that in the future when most folk die off, and most folk, by the way, today, the generations will die off because they're not having children. They've been trained not to. Uh, and they go eccentric, etc. Go back and read uh, the next generation uh, or the next uh, million years by Charles Galton Darwin. He went through the whole agenda to do with this part of it. 
um, they wouldn't have children, etc. But the elite themselves don't eat the rubbish we eat. Uh, they do eat real organic stuff, but it's not even grown under the, under the, 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 the aerosol skies that we do. It's grown inside big domes. And they have all the other passes to get, to get their stuff out of that. They haven't crossed the whole world. I even did the articles on them a few years ago. But um, we're supposed to eat this stuff too because it helps to sterilize you as well. And we know that the, the various pesticides they're using are also killing us as well with lots of cancers. And again, it affects, uh, makes folks sterile as well. But it says seed banks to conserve the world's threatened food crops. And forced with impact of climate change, see the climate change, which is creating the world's food supplies at risk, not least in Asia. And so there's a seed bank set up there. It says, it's building up a bank of seeds from around the world to ensure crop survival and to allow scientists and growers to develop strains that are resistant to changing climatic conditions. This is the one about Norway. But then you find this other one too. And you've got one uh, from from China. It says, I look inside China's largest seed bank. Because elite there, all the elite of the world are in on the same scam. And remember, too, that the natural seeds that people have for all different climates and areas and so on are developed for their areas for over many, many, many centuries in trial and error. And often a crop of corn, for instance, doesn't, it's not all the same strain of corn. And so when something attacks it and feeds off it, it doesn't kill them all. It'll go for certain strains. So it's a lot survive and you still got a crop. Once you have everything GM modified, each one is the same. And something attacks it, they're all dead. So you can imagine how, how that's going to affect the world. But China's going ahead too. It says from the giant uh, panda to the spotted owl, rare and endangered animals have long been effective symbols used to promote conservation around the world. Despite plants being the foundation of the food chain as well as the consumers of carbon dioxide, producers of oxygen, they, they just don't catch the human imagination the way that animals do. That's why there's a lot of animals uh, to do with changing the way of living and, you know, human corridors, animal corridors, and get you all off the land. But things changed a bit last year's uh, World's Expo in Shanghai, thanks to the UK Pavilion, dubbed the, the Steel or the Seed Cathedral. They had that, the UK Pavilion. The sculpture displayed 60,000 different plant seeds at the end of long acrylic uh, rods. In addition to the stunning visual effects, it highlighted the global race against time to fill seed banks around the world with seeds from crops and wild plants as an insurance policy against extinction. Well, you see, the GM agenda is to make sure that the farmers are all forced across the world to use GM, which they are being forced, and their governments are all paid off to collude with the big boys that make the stuff. And then they have to buy the seed every year, and they have to buy all the chemicals that go with that seed from the same characters, the same companies. And... Um, a lot of them went bankrupt in, in India and elsewhere. I've got articles now, I'll put them up tonight, uh, because they, they all went under. And then Rothschild boys had gone in and, and bought up all their farms for peanuts. That was in the news quite a few years back there, actually. But it says seed banks are usually off-limits to the public. The world's largest seed bank that calls the Svalbard Global Seed Vault, located deep below a heavily fortified island in the Arctic Circle, is designed to survive nuclear war. Perhaps this is part of the reason that the Seed Cathedral was so well-received. It's the most high-profile seed bank event the world has seen. I'll put this one up tonight as well. And also this article as well, GM, modified food, is a failing biotechnology in modern agro-ecosystems. And it's from the University of Canterbury. It says, it says uh, researchers found that the, the biotechnologies used in North American staple crop production are lowering yields and increasing pesticide use compared to Western Europe. A conspicuous difference in choices is adoption of genetically modified or engineered GM seed in North America and the use of non-GM seed in Europe. 
This is a team led by UC Professor Jack Heinemann, analyzed data on agricultural productivity in North America and Western Europe over the last 50 years. Western Europe and North America make good comparisons because these regions are highly similar in types of crops they grow, the latitude and access to biotechnology, mechanization and educated farmers. The things have been published in the peer-reviewed International Journal of Agricultural Sustainability. Remember, sustainability, when we that term, is part of Agenda 21, which has come on to, to completely change everyone's way of living on behalf of the elite who already own you. It says, we found that the combination of non-GM feed and management practices used by the Western Europe is increasing corn yields faster than the use of the GM-led package chosen by the USA. A research showed rapeseed canola yields increasing faster in Europe without GM than in the GM-led package chosen by Canada and decreasing chemical herbicide and even larger declines in insecticide use without sacrificing yield gains while chemical herbicide use in the US has increased with the GM seed. It's all planned that way. It's planned that way. Europe has learned to grow more food per hectare and use fewer chemicals in the process. The American choices in biotechnology are causing it to fall behind European productivity and sustainability. The question we're asking is, should New Zealand follow the US and adopt GM-led biotechnology or follow the high-performance agriculture demonstrated by Europe? Since we found that US grain or yield in North and non-GM wheat is also falling, further behind Europe, demonstrating that American choices in biotechnology penalise both GM and non-GM crop types relative to Europe. Agriculture responds to commercial and legislative incentive systems. These take the form of subsidies, that's how they get the farmers involved, intellectual property rights instruments, tax incentives, trade promotions and regulation. The incentive systems in North America are leading to reliance on GM seed and management practices that are inferior to those being adopted under the incentive systems in Europe. The, de- the decrease in annual variation in yields, and it's true enough GM crops were still touted by the guys, it's giving you a better yield. No, they grow almost sometimes a third less than conventional crops. And it says, um, suggests that Europe has a superior combination of seed and crop management technology and is better suited to withstand weather variations. It's important because annual variations cause price speculations that can drive hundreds of millions of people into food poverty, especially, of course, when you have a food monopoly across the world. Eh? Since we need more than agriculture, we need agriculture's a diversity of practice for growing and making food that GM does not support. We need systems that are useful, not just profit-making bike technologies. We need systems that provide a resilient supply to feed the world. Well, Professor Heinemann says, well, it's not going to happen because the, the U.S. government has, and I've read the articles on the air here, have, uh, have told all their diplomats and all the guys who work to give loans out and so on to different third world countries that they've got to, got to accept GM. Uh, seeds from the Monsanto boys and the big boys at the top. That's part of their policy. So uh, they know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. It's not just profit, by the way. Massive profit for sure, but it's also to make sure that they control the food industry and also that that all the things that happen in the future to do with the GM will, will happen. Uh, but I've read all the articles too. They've been done, once from France and elsewhere, where they show you, that, again, the molecular changes and, and, and genetic changes in, in people who are fed this stuff, and compared to the animal studies I've done as well, we all have the same symptoms. Uh, now, we'll go to a caller now. We've got, a, we've got um, Steve in Ontario, if he's still on the line. You're still there, Steve. Yes, I'm here, Alan. Go ahead. Yep. How are you? Not bad at all. You uh, say say that hanging on to your sanity is a pretty tough thing to do, huh? 
Well, it is if you're, if you're someone starting off and they don't really know what's going on. And they start to question, yeah, yeah. And I have to, you know, you can't help but laugh, right? You have to, oh yeah. yeah. Um, for our American audience, you've been following the stuff that's going on in Canada. Um, I'll allegedly say that we know we have a mayor in Toronto. Yep. With the uh, events that have unfolded, we have the mayor of our second biggest city. Yep. Who's been in, indicted for corruption charges and things like that. Yeah. We have a premier of our province who was unelected, and now we have a University of Toronto professor who's been charged with pedophilia, um, child pornography charges, Yeah. and it could even go as far as, I, I don't want to say trafficking, the alleged charges, but uh, soliciting young minors for, for these sorts of things. That's right. Yeah. And we have a communist running for the federal liberal party. Yep. So you can't help but laugh, or you could rip your hair out. Well, well you do. Uh, and again, it's, this con though has been played for so long. Uh, and and again, it's not to do with terminology. Um, Khrushchev said, I said when he came over to the states for a visit, uh, and he was asked about what the Communist Party in the U.S. He says, well, we don't refer to them in the Soviet Union. We don't refer to the U.S. communists as, as communists. We, we call them liberals, he says. And that's stuck, of course. And then, of course, for the one, other ones in our country, they call them Democrats. And, and gradually, regardless of how this party started off, they become uh, globalists. Uh, th- th- see, the whole thing today is to end nationalism of any possible kind. That even came out of the Nuremberg trial. Which in some ways was it was a bit of a joke too, because the Soviet system they had their own judges also sitting on the panel, and they slaughtered more folk long even before the war started, under the same tenets of of uh, legalities or illegalities as they decided at the Nuremberg trial. But the, what came up over and over again was that nationalism, nationalism, nationalism was bad, but to go global. And so the old idea and so no communist. Don't forget the communists were for a global a global socialism. Uh, Germany was for a national socialism, and um, so the global socialists basically won out, uh, and the global socialists work hand in glove, and actually for, as far as I'm concerned, the big international corporations and bankers, because when you look into all the big agendas today to do with greening, sustainability, Agenda 21, sustainability is a, bu- a buzzword for cutting us all back population-wise, cramming us into the cities and all the rest of it. And then bringing in, in areas of work into small regional communities. And each community, just like the old Soviet system do, would do, would specialize in making or, or, or even producing food or something. Each one would be designed by superiors, how you will live, what you'll work at, and all the rest of it. That's Agenda 21 for you, which was the, the, the old Soviet system in, 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 in work. So when you look at all the, all the communist things at the United Nations, all the ideas and so on, all the organizations, they're actually funded by the big foundations, by guys like Rockefeller, multi-trillionaires. And then you, you also have... Um, the IBM boys on board with it. Why would the IBM, that's in for the world smart grid and all the rest of it, smart cities and all the rest of it, and again, who gave them the authority to go along with this? We didn't have a say in this at all. But um, it's been done at some level, outside of government, 
and with, or I think government just does what they're told actually, but IBM, when they have their annual meetings, you look at the list of who's who's of corporations, everybody but everybody is there, all the military industrial complex, every banker and so on, they're all at the IBM conferences. And then you take the same list and you compare it to the United Nations for the sustainability and Agenda 21, same corporations are funding it all. Why would corporations and your big private banks be funding what is basically this, this basically what seems a liberal communist plan. It's all one system working together, obviously. You see, and that's but folk get confused when they oh that's left wing or that's right wing. No, it's all working on the same on the same pathway. And the guys at the top of the NGOs are well aware of this. They're well paid. They get they get they get some of the some of the, the salaries they get are equivalent to some of the bankers, the NGO leaders. Because they're paid by the foundations. Uh, but the followers don't know. And it's mainly the young folk they go for because we all see things in complete black and white. We've been brainwashed to believe what we're taught. We see lots of videos that are purposely slanted to see. And a lot of them are fake too. It's been caught so many times. Offer destroying everything. And, uh, and it's easy to brainwash them to be the armies. The armies that they use. Uh, uh, big boys use. And, and they don't realize they're actually, they're actually helping the whole system to disenfranchise everybody on the planet into this new controlled, expertly run society, uh, where democracy, democracy, uh, democracy has already uh, gone into this expert driven society. Folk accept it without realizing, you know, democracy in its original meaning had nothing to do with others ruling you. You know. So, we're in a system here, as I say, that people have no idea of in reality. And the problem is, too, once they get something instilled at a very young age, then they, they can often never shake off that. It's instilled there. That's what Jack C. Lull said, the philosopher who says, for propaganda and indoctrination to continue to work throughout your life, you've got to have your early indoctrination when you're young, because there's a technique being used on you which you're unaware of. Uh, Lord Bertrand Russell went into even deeper, because he, he helped work, work on these techniques. He was given experimental schools. And he said, uh, social indoctrination, scientifically done, will never leave the child right through their adulthood. They'll stay with them. Back with more after this. Folks are back cutting through the matrix now. Tonight too, we'll put up um, an article, but that's uh, that uh, professor actually was. He was also the head of education systems, I think, uh, policies and all the rest of it. A director for, for uh, in Canada, and how he has been into the child porn, and obviously a lot more to do with that too. Obviously, again, lots of people must have known all his career that, that what he's been up to, but they do recover each other's backs because in their in their Again, very liberal way of lifestyle. There's no right and wrong. There's no good or evil. It's all moral relativity, etc., etc. And apart from that, they really do believe that with their, you know, their better brains that they deserve whatever they are. They're a bit eccentric. They deserve to do these odd things that the public shouldn't be able to allow to do. So that's really what happens. And um, so I'll put that link up tonight too, uh, to show you what has been getting charged with so far. And also tonight as well, I'll put up an article to do with, um, but it's right to that color to do with corruption. It's from top, it's right, right through the whole system. The people who go into politics, for instance, uh, uh, are, are term psychopaths. Studies were done and published in the 1970s about that. 
because generally psychopaths had never been investigated except for the low, the ones at the bottom, the low-level ones, who who want the, the diamonds in the store, they glisten and they smash the window and, and they rob them, uh, and they keep drinking themselves to death with the loot. Where the, the ones brought up in better families, had the right education, they're given the status right away, they meet all the contacts. That's the whole point about private, high private schooling, is to meet your contacts for the future. And Margaret Thatcher said that when she decided to use public money, tax money, to fund private schools. She says that's where all your future leaders come from, and they'll get to know each other, then they'll all go and be CEOs and into politics and all the rest of it. And that's how the system keeps itself running, you see. But there's psychopathic traits in them. And they're born often with parents who are psychopathic too. Plus they learn all the tricks of the trade of chronology at the dinner table. They're very, very old. This goes back, way back. And it works awfully well. But uh, that's the kind of lifestyle they go for. They don't live the way... They, in fact, they, 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 um, they kind of laugh at, at, at the culture they give us at the bottom. And uh, to make sure that we all follow it. Otherwise be utter chaos if we behave like them at the top. Like Strauss can and all the rest of it, you see. But I'll put that link up too to do with the guy that was caught. Also tonight too, I'll put up, it's quite a comical thing really, because, um, in Oxford University there, you got one, one big company called Walters of Oxford. They'll have the big, big brand name stores that'll be very old. And they do all the gowns and so on for, for, um, for wearing for the masters and for graduations, etc. And another thing that they, they, they deal with too, as for where the guys go into, even with the university, is they hold all the Masonic regalia as well. I'll put a little link up for those who want to know how the system works as well. That's also where you're vetted, by the way, you know. And remember too, there's different kinds of masonry, different grades of masonry. But the class system is alive and well in masonry, even though they tried to get all the working class into it too to be used a long time ago, which they did in fact. But uh, the universities uh, were well, well into that. And again, too, getting back to the system, where there's only one system that runs left and right. And they need armies of the people at the bottom to work for them, too. So they create communism and masonry and things like that, giving you lots of promises. But when you look at the agenda, why would you be putting yourself in a straitjacket, told where you live in a crowded city, can't live on the land, and then they tax all your property off the land if you, if you try to stay on it until you can't live there anymore? Again, I went through the whole agenda on the air. Uh, I wrapped the year 2050 from the Department of Defense. And it's all worked out, 90 pages. Archive section at cuttingthroughthemedias.com. From Hamish, myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.